Hello. Um, welcome to episode 22 of the Top 2 Inches Ropey podcast, brought to you by iSpy Surveys, the go-to specialist survey and inspection company based in Exeter, Devon. So, what is on this episode? Lots to talk about. A really interesting weekend um, has just happened. Um, we will have a look at the latest round of the Six Nations and discuss what went down at the Principality Stadium between England and Wales. We will also check in on the Allianz Premier 15 for the ladies and the Gallagher Premiership. And no doubt we'll chat a little bit about the fantasy rugby who took, the, uh, who took this week's win. Interesting. We'll find out later on in this episode. Um, yeah, let's just get on with it. Five matches, 274 points. It was a pulsating day in the Allianz Premier 15s. All 10, 10 teams were in action. And guess what? Every match was actually shown live uh, across social media. One of those being the Exeter Chiefs games with uh, DMP Sharks, which if you follow us on Twitter, you will see that I was um, watching um, live um, via YouTube. So it was really really good to watch unfortunately for dmp it was um another big defeat for them but they did this week get on the score sheet and it was actually quite a good try uh, exit chiefs ladies ran out uh, 76 to 5 victors uh, at sandy park um i really enjoyed the game i really really enjoyed watching the game exeter recorded their sixth straight win which is you know like i've said uh, in the last couple of weeks they are definitely, uh, you know, becoming a a team to be kind of reckoned with uh, in this in the Allianz Premier 15s, um, and it's just positive things coming out of Sandy Park, which is good to see, since this is their first season. Um, an interesting game took place between uh, Wasps and Saracens. Wasp ladies, again, they are on some good form at the moment, and they actually came out victors, 26 to 24. Um, I didn't actually get to see any of the highlights of this. Um, just sort of looking over the review from the website, Wasps were training by six points. Abby Dow took the ball out wide um, and slid through the Saracens' defence to score a stunning solo try. So well done, Abby Dow. Uh, Saracens responded quickly. Poppy Cleal broke through, uh, offloaded to the old veteran, Marley Packer, who was going full bore, dived over the post to extend the lead. Uh, and then Megan Drones struck again with a third penalty of the afternoon to bring Wasp within five points. And then a second Abby Dow try, another Abby Dow wonder try, sorry, which Jones converted edge Wasps into the two-point lead. And then Wasp saw out the remaining four minutes to secure the victory. Okay, sorry guys for the interruption. Uh, that was the postman knocking vigorously on my door to get my attention as he had a parcel for me. Um, next game, we're going to move on to Loughborough Lightning. They continue their impressive form um, with a bonus point win against Worcester Warriors. Lark Davis um, continues to be playing well. Emily Scarrett crossed the whitewash and they took a 17-5 lead into the break. Um, bonus point was secured in the second half um, with a pinpoint looping pass from Helena Rowlands to Abby Dugquid, uh, who powered over with 50 uh, minutes left on the clock. Uh, and in, uh, it was an unassailable 31 um, to 7 at that point. Um, Worcester Warriors, uh, Caris Cox did sprint over with 12 minutes to go. Uh, the Lightning um, managed to kind of hold on, or hold on for the win and, and add to the score. Just really, really impressive for them all-round performance by uh, Loughborough Lightning. Costa Hartpre um, secured an impressive bonus point win against Bristol Bears. Um, it was a nice West Country derby. Scum half Natasha Hunt opening scoring after exploiting the gap in the Bears' defence and darting over for a fine first try. Um, and and they didn't look back basically. Uh, by half time, it was fourteen nil. After the break, Kelly Smith, another Red Rose, crossed over for Hartbury for the third um, the, uh, third try of the game. And the second half, you know, a powerful run from Robin Locke. And Hunt then scored uh, her second for the match, secured the bonus point win. Um, and glass to Hartbury. I think they've had a couple of tough weeks, but it's good to get a good a good win and a, and, and nil Bristol. So well done, glass to Hartbury. And then the final game, Sales Sharks against Harlequins. 
Uh, Harlequins closed the gap on Saracens at the top of the table with a bonus point win on the road at Sale. It just took 20 minutes for them to break the lock. Leanne Riley's snipe and run um, set up Eddie Green for the first try um, and they just didn't look back. Breach course for a hat-trick. Shauna Brown dotted down for the, her ninth try of the season. Daly, uh, Katie Daly McLean pulled one back for the host and then um, Quinn's captain Abby Ward had the last word scoring Quinn's seventh for the afternoon as the clock went into the red. So another impressive um, performance again by Harlequins after a couple of poor weeks for them and a couple of losses. Let's just um, see if we can find the table on the website and see if there has been uh, any kind of changes to the, the uh, positionings. See if exit leaders are any higher. So Saracens remain on top with 52 points. Followed by Quinns uh, on 51, Loughborough Lightning in fourth with 48, Wasps uh, are in fourth with 44, and then the Exeter Chief Ladies, Gloucester Hartbury, Bristol Bears, Worcester, Sale Sharks, and DMP. So no real change, but Harlequins are getting close to two Saracens at the top of the table. And that's the roundup um, from the Allianz Premier 15s. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, mate. Are you all good? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, how are you? Ah, uh, put that glass of wine down, son. Put the glass of wine down? <laughs> I just, just pulled a nice, fresh, very large one, mate, just to get through the pod. <laughs> Literally the biggest gulp you... I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> can you hear me okay, then? Obviously. obviously. I can, mate. Yes, I can. I can. I'm going to have to talk a little bit quiet, quietly because I have been banished to the bedroom to record rather than banishing my partner to the bedroom while I record downstairs. So the kids are, I am surrounded by children. So I'm very aware of being too What's going rapid. on? What's going on? What's going on, mate? mate? She's literally come home from work, put her foot down and says, you can get upstairs to do your podcast. I'm staying down here. So obviously being the... Um, Stand, know, standard, mate. We know who, who wears the trousers in your house, mate. Absolutely. It's me, mate. Size so there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say what my waist size is because I'm plump. Anyway, you, um, you wear them, but she picks them for you. Correct. That is, and that's, that's probably <laughs> the best way to do things, mate. To be fair. Um, so yes, if if I suddenly get a little bit quiet, that's why. Um, but we'll, we'll see what goes. My, my compadre is here. My dog is here. So if he starts making funny noises, that's what that is. Um, so weekend mate uh just to say it was your birthday weekend so i doubt very much you've watched much rugby <laughs> yeah it was my birthday mate um but no i didn't i didn't actually watch i know i think you got to watch quite a bit didn't you this weekend but as always mate i've got my kids well trained well <laughs> I, I, I say well trained i just let them do whatever the hell they want and deal with it deal with it after um uh, that's best that's always the best plan mate absolutely so did you have a good but, um, birthday weekend yeah, very good, thank you, mate. Bit of uh, a lockdown one, obviously. So, and you should um, you should never ask a girl how old she is, should you? No, exactly, exactly. Okay, so I won't say how old you are, but you had a good time. Yeah, mate, good. It was, uh, yeah, nice. Just, uh, just you know, a bit of family time, really, mate. It was nice. Absolutely, had a good, uh, good bit of family time and uh, a massive party. Obviously, being in the middle of lockdown, out on the piss all night and all the rest of it. Yeah, it was great. Absolutely. Well, mate, those. Are the did you not get the invite? Did you not get the no, invite? <laughs> no, not this year, mate. I think you decided just to leave me out of it because um, we all know I'm a bit of a legendary drinker in my own in my own mind, anyway. What? Yeah. In what world's that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, but I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, we we will celebrate the next when we finally do get out on June 21st, Independence Day. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to grab a beer, wouldn't it, finally? Yeah, absolutely. And go watch a game of rugby, without doubt. Exactly. So, let's let's just start with the news. Because, obviously, there's been a lot of news. And one one important thing that I've said, I don't know why I'm laughing, I just found this really funny. Um, so, Fabien Gautier, obviously the French-France-Scotland game, was postponed because obviously the number of COVID tests that were in the French team um, yeah. and they have identified that the head coach Fabien Gautier was um, uh, patient zero patient zero so what has come out today is the fact that he broke um, 
COVID protocols and went and watched his son play rugby. Really? So French. Um, yeah, so the, the BBC, again, obviously. Um, France head coach Fabien Gauthier has been backed by, the, by his federation despite leaving the squad's bubble on the opening weekend of the Six Nations. France uh, round three game against Scotland was postponed because of an outbreak of the coronavirus in the camp. Um, yeah, and he... So French sports minister Roxana Marchenault has threatened to withdraw the France, uh, withdraw France from the Six Nations amid reports players went out to eat waffles while they were in Rome to play Italy <laughs> uh, in the opening game on February the 6th. Um, but Bernard Lepore, the Federation president, um, what's he saying then? For me, for him, it was right to leave from the moment he... And Gautier went out and was a bit of a silly boy. I'm not. I didn't realise that, that there was the other, the other players. I just wonder what your thoughts on that. I mean, he is obviously the head coach. It's a bit of a, you know, not exactly the best idea, is it? No, it's uh, typ- typically French, though, isn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah. Without meaning to be. Uh, um. No, we don't want to yeah. be horrible, but that is it's quite a French thing to do. Let's be fair. Yeah, tr- <laughs> yeah. Uh, traditionally, traditionally, I don't know whether that's the right word to say, but yeah, it's it's a bit. It is a bit of a French thing, isn't it? Set, yeah. Set the rules, make the rules, know the rules, but don't play by the rules, isn't it? But um, yeah. Because... So yeah, I I had I had heard a rumor about um, potentially the the original outbreak coming from Gautier, but I didn't know that. So that's good. You just confirmed that via the BBC, your source of all information. Well, well plugged again. But, um, Thank you very much. That's another um, five. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's quite surprising. I, I, at the end of the day, like all, all joking aside, with it being the French and everything, it's um, it isn't on, is it? It's not. Well, it's, um, it's, it's it's reckless, mate. Because ultimately, hmm. what the the kind of knock on effect means that if that the the game is due to be played at the end of um, was it the end of March? I would say personally, like I think actually that should be changed now because I think if it's like it's, it's a bit different between if you get a basically a An sort of accidental outbreak because yeah. um, just because the virus being a virus, isn't it? But if someone's actually broken um, the COVID rules that are set for the Six Nations teams, then personally they shouldn't have a chance of having that game replayed. I don't think it should be just a five point victory to uh, to Scotland shouldn't it but um, I don't know about chucking them out of the competition altogether that sounds a bit harsh but I, th- yeah. I certainly think that that game should be uh, um, should be forfeited yeah so I mean what, but, um, what, what, what it's also saying what it, the knock on effect is that the game is looks like it's going to be played on the 26th of March which is outside the international window so that means that it's going to be down to premiership clubs um, top 14 clubs to release these players to... to oh, so that's play. actually after the tournament? Yeah. It's yeah. meant to end? Yeah. Oh, crikey. So that means that, like, you know, the likes of Finn Russell needs to be released by Stade Francais... Uh, sorry, Racing, you know, Stuart Hogg... Yeah, Hall, they won't and... get that happening, surely. <coughs> well, according to the BBC, they're prepared to relax the rules. Who are the... Uh, the Premiership clubs are, anyway. I can't imagine... The top, the... like, top 14 types? Well, I don't know about the top 14, but the Premiership... They won't. Are, no, I can't imagine the top 14 will at all. Because obviously... They didn't, let them play, they, didn't, they didn't let them play in the uh, Autumn Nations, did they? No, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the knock-on effect that it has, that it puts everything out of kilter. Um, mm. And, you know, it's it's just a little bit... Again, it's just a, such a... You know, look at, the, look at the scrutiny that all the guys got with the Barbarians game. Um, you know, this, this, that's no different... And that they were massively fined and all sorts, but I just get the feeling that it might all be a little bit covered up to a degree. Um, yeah, well, it, it depends who gets involved. I think if it's um, if it's just sort of left as it is, then yeah, um, again, <laughs> uh, without meaning to sound in any way uh, anti-French, anti-French. Yeah, uh, that 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 can be um, something that's gone on in the past in various things as well, isn't it? As in co- covering up, sweeping things under the carpet sort of thing, isn't it? But Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 
I don't know, mate. I don't know. If 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 the sort of Six Nation governing body gets involved, then they won't be able to do that. But um, so really, that's what I think is probably what what should happen now. If it's if it's definitely a, um, a COVID uh, rules and regulations that have been protocol that's been broken, especially if it's by the head coach, then uh, yeah, I, I I just think I just don't think. I don't think they should even be talking about rescheduling the game. I think it should be just that's a loss. That's a five point loss, isn't it? Yeah. On to the next round, isn't it? On to the next round, I'd agree with that one. So, and just the last piece of news that's kind of broken just within the hour um, the female, oh, sorry, the female. Oh, you're right, you're right on it, aren't you? I'm always on it, mate. (laughs) So, the the Ladies' World Cup set for 2000 is set to be in 2021, starting in September, is set to be postponed for a year. Is it really? Yeah, final decision is um, expected to be made on the 8th or 9th of March. Um, and basically what the, the competition is happening in New Zealand. Uh, and at the moment, obviously, New Zealand has handled the pandemic incredibly well. But there's recently been some more um, cases in Auckland. Um, and New Zealand is currently cu- currently closed to all travellers. Um, so I think, again, this is uh, Jacinta Wills. Is that their name? Jacinta Arden. Is that the... Um, Prime Minister. Prime Minister. Yeah, she's awesome. But it, it, I think she's making, you know, obviously it's going to be sad that if it is closed, but she's going to be keeping everybody safe, isn't she? Because they've done so incredibly well throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, she's certainly not one to, to mess around with it, is she? So, no, she's uh, not at all, mate. So that's, that's a little bit of sad news that that's potentially looking like it's going to be cancelled because that would have been a hell of a tournament down in New Zealand with obviously, I think, Who's the defending World Cup champions? New Zealand, aren't they? They beat England in the last World Cup. So, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be a shame if that happens. But it's looking like it's likely to. Uh, that will be a shame. Isn't the, um, just on that, isn't the, six, the Women's Six Nations being postponed? So, is it August? I think somewhere like that, yeah. It's been put back as well. God, that would have been quite sort of backed up then, isn't it? Six Nations straight into World Cup then, if it had gone ahead. <laughs> True, but then that would have been some good... Good game, good game, good, good warm-up games. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, mate. Well, let's let's leave the news there, um, and obviously let's let's move on to Six Nations that happened. So we obviously we know Scotland, France, as we just sort of said, was postponed. Yeah. Um, oh, oh mate, I don't even know what to start. I did, you didn't obviously. Were well, you starting on Italy, Italy Island? Uh, yeah, let's just start with it in Ireland because it's not going back too much. <laughs> Ireland played Italy uh, in Italy in Rome. Was it Rome? I think it was Rome. Uh, Ireland yeah. won 48-10. Scored some really nice tries. Lots of power. Did some good footwork by Ireland. Um, and Italy didn't really have a great deal to offer, but still looked like they're improving from the highlights. I didn't watch the game. I, was, I think I was watching somebody else. I was watching some Premiership. Premiership. Um, but yeah, a solid performance, a better performance by Ireland, and they get they get their first victory of the Series Six Nations. Yeah. Um, not much more, you not, can not see, much really. more to add, really, no. <laughs> no. Did you see the game at all? Uh, only the highlights, yeah, again. So, um, but yeah, I totally agree. It's pr- not really anything unexpected there. I, I, it was probably a slightly higher scoreline for Ireland than I thought they might have got but they did actually look like they played a, a bit of good rugby so um, fair play it's a decent score wasn't it yeah absolutely absolutely so let's move on to the big one England-Wales at the Principality Stadium hmm. and and oh my <laughs> oh dear You're right I don't even know how to start it I mean obviously everybody knows what happened there were the two refereeing decisions that were pretty Shocking decisions. Yeah, they were. They were. I, I, I personally, I don't really want to focus too much on the refereeing decisions because I think, like, like we've always said, it's like what's it's done and done and dusted in a game. It's yeah. you know you just got to you got to deal with the punches that are thrown in a game, isn't it? And yeah. play the game accordingly. So, um, yeah, uh, whether or not you agree or disagree, looking back on the game or at the time or whatever, it's. Um, it's irrelevant. We lost the game of rugby, didn't we? Yeah. So, um... and I think I think what what's also happened recently is obviously I can't think of his name. The referees kind of come out and, and admitted to making mistakes on both decisions, which is good. You know, fair enough. He's holding his hands up. Fair play. 
but obviously at the time, I think the the only kind of point that I want to make is that if those decisions hadn't gone the way they went, it could have been a totally different game. I still think Wales would have won because Wales were more streetwise. They played the better rugby. England were, you know, just completely not consistent. They had some really good spells, you know, the the last sort of 10 minutes before half-time, they got back to kind of being on level. And then there was another period in the second half where they played really well. But just generally, there was an inconsistency. And I think that the biggest thing for me was when the scrum half scored his try. Um, you know, you've got the camera on the on the post and you literally, Elliot Daly's looking the wrong way. Yeah. Um, and and obviously, you know, as a player, when you're growing up through the ranks, you're taught, you always turn and face. That's like, that's like schoolboy stuff. Yeah. Turn and face. Turn and face. Yeah. Never, never turn your back. So for an international player of his quality and a British and Irish Lion to do that, it's just, you just like, where's your head at? What, what are you doing? Yeah. But that, I mean, that goes that goes back to what us and uh, the majority of people have been saying over the last couple of weeks. It's a selection issue, isn't it? He's he's one of the standout players that is clearly, for whatever reason, he is just not up to standard. He's not he's not sharp. He's he's rusty, whatever you want to call it. But he's just not he's not sharp enough um, for the, for international rugby at the moment. And he's been he basically let in. Or made errors which uh, let in two tries in the previous two games um, and some glaring errors again in this game, isn't it? It's just... Uh, yeah. And I, so it's a, it's a selection issue, isn't it? Yeah, and I was going to turn around and say, that I don't want to sound too harsh, but actually now you've just said that, that is... I am going to be harsh because then that's just, like you say, it's really inconsistent. But you could, you could go harping back to the whole point that we've made before that... You know, they just haven't had game time. They haven't played since the Autumn Nations. You know, they're rusty. Like you said, they're rusty. Um, I saw this statistic or this thing on, on social media where I think, like, you look at the amount of game time, you know, comparing, like, the England players, like George Ford, say, to Owen Farrell. And George Ford this season has had something like, I don't know, how many hundred minutes of game time? And Owen Farrell's had none. You know, mm. it goes, goes the same for, like, you know, Billy Vanapola obviously played a game against Ian Trailfinders, so his was a little bit. But the like, say the like the equivalent of say Jack Willis or yeah Ben Benell that have had Sam, so many Sam more, Simmons, Sam Simmons in particular has had so many more hours of game time. So yeah, <clears throat> but I did think that Owen Farrell played better. I did think that apart from all his penalties, Maratoji was really good. I mean that's another element of England. They just gave away far, far too many penalties. They did, yeah. And I I, I heard a, I heard a stat. Um, did you just hear another gulp then? Yes, I did, mate. I started laughing. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You, you might hear me um, vaping a minute, but never mind. <laughs> I, heard a, I heard a stat in the week. Um, average number of penalties per game. I think in 2000, the year, the 2019 year, when we uh, obviously beat New Zealand in the World Cup, Semi and got to the final. The England team were averaging basically seven seven penalties a game, yeah. and they've gradually crept up. And this year, so far, they're averaging fourteen point something a game. So the penalty count has doubled in since the World Cup um, average penalty count. That's never never a good thing, is it? Um, no. But then on the other hand. Look at the rugby they've played since the World Cup. They haven't played any decent rugby, have they? So if you're sort of scrapping and fighting in every game, then you are just naturally going to be giving away more penalties, aren't you? If you're sort of contesting more and, and defending more. and um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as I say, I, yeah, I I mean, just, just focusing on the two referee decisions... They're done and dusted in the game, so you've just got to carry, you've just got to crack on and play, isn't it? But um, I, I personally, uh, certainly one, if not both of them, you know, would say he got it wrong, and, and now he has come out and admitted himself that he got it wrong, isn't it? But the overall sum up, I think, is even saying that. I mean, they came back to level within the first half, didn't they? Like you say, a, a very, actually yeah. a very good sort of 10, ten minute run of playing the best they played in a long time in the last 10 minutes yeah, of, the World, uh, of the World Cup of the uh, first half, wasn't it? And then, and came back again in the second half. But um, 
so it's not down to two referee decisions. It's down to the team overall team performance for 80 minutes, isn't it? They had chances to gain the lead and get in front and win the game, but but didn't take them. So yeah. Wales played so better over, over the 80 minutes, didn't they? That's, that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they did. They were definitely more streetwise. Alan Wynne-Jones seems to come into form. You know, I have heard yeah. other, po- other podcasters saying, you know, is it going to all kind of fall apart? Yeah, of course it could all fall apart. It's all falling apart for England. We were in the World Cup final in 2019. How many could what later? fall apart? Well, just could their performances start to fall apart? Who, yeah. Wales? Yeah. I, do, I, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're still in a transition, aren't they? they um, yeah. And but it's, um, they, they've historically done it even with Gatland, didn't they? They've sort of in the yeah, autumn, friend, autumn friendlies not been particularly overwhelming but then come strong in the six nations each year isn't it but uh, yeah so um it's no different to that really but you, that, at the end of the day we yeah we we haven't come strong in the six nations so. no and all, all of the messing around that eddie does eddie james does with selection and and playing with the media and and being stubborn about or appearing to be stubborn about doing it his way sort of thing that's all well and good but only if you're winning the important games and tournaments, which, uh, which he's not. thus far this Six Nations, he's not. Yeah, so um, it could be. I think if the rest of this Six Nation goes the same for England, and let's be honest, the, the next two fixtures are probably the hardest two fixtures for England. Um, it's not. It's potentially not looking good for Eddie James. I would say I'm not a big one for shouting for people to go, but he's got something seriously wrong if uh, if the rest of this Six Nation goes the same. I think. But, yeah, I think that's that's a fair comment. Fair comment. Um, okay, so should we should we park that? I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. But what what I do want to talk about is social media. Now I know you're quite anti-social media. You, you're not on certain platforms like Twitter and and things like that. Even though we've obviously got the podcast, there's been a large amount of um, what's the word vile kind of things about Sonia McLaughlin, the the interviewer for the BBC, um, you know, the comments around her kind of questioning to Owen Farrell, to Alan Wynne-Jones, and then to Eddie and, and to Wayne Pivak. And she's kind of, she put a tweet out uh, after the game saying, I, I can't, you know, I'll paraphrase, sat in my car crying because of the abuse that I've received, you know, something along those lines. And and there's just no place for that. It's disgusting and and realistically massively unfair. You know, she I think she's a really good broker, a really good interviewer. She does seem to be a person that will ask questions that, you know, kind of get under the skins of that she's interviewing. And, you know, Owen Farrell didn't really give any answers, so she kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and people have really gone at her. Um and then there's also been a thing on social media where Ellis Genge wasn't um clapping in the tunnel when, when Wales were going off. Um, and, and he's kind of come out and said that he's had death threats for not doing that. You know, but <laughs> I know it's just, it's pathetic. It's ridiculous. And I just wonder what your kind of views, I know you hate social media, right? So don't go into too much of a tirade. I don't, I don't no, I don't, I don't hate social media in any way. I, I'm, I'm selective as you know, with, uh, what I sort of, uh, participate in, if you know what I mean. But, it's very much for that reason. And there's, there's so much negativity, unfortunately, out there, isn't it? Unfortunately, everyone's got a voice on social media, which in theory is a good thing. But unfortunately, there's so many kids out there that you're better off that they didn't have a voice, isn't it? And that's, I mean, I, I haven't, I, he- I heard that there had been some stuff going around towards the England team and that, but um, I didn't know anything about what you've just uh, mentioned there. But that, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm on about. There's people like that, um, unfortunately, it's, it's a shame you can't sort of censor who who is allowed to have a voice on social media and who isn't, isn't it? Yeah. But um, get rid of all the uh, troll, trolling negative crap and just keep the positivity yeah. there. That, then it's a good thing, isn't it? Absolutely. But, and I think I think I just again I just want to touch on this. So Ellis Genge kind of replied to stuff and put a tweet out saying, "I don't know why I'm not clapping in the tunnel. Must have been deep in thought. Utmost respect for the Welsh. As for the keyboard key, keyboard warriors sending death threats." Send me your location. I really like. I really, <laughs> I really like Ellison. Um and I think that it's it's a good bit of a good tongue tongue in cheek comeback. But I also wonder is that just antagonising the situation a little bit? 
maybe. I mean, I probably would have done. I, no, I, well, he's 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 tough, tough guy, and he's but so that's just 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 him, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, I, um, I would have probably done the same. I wouldn't have. Yeah, I mean, the the, the main question is actually. Why wasn't he clapping in the tunnel, isn't it? Because that's you're, you're talking about. I mean, the people who are spreading the crap and having a having a pop at people on that. You know, are they actually rug, real rugby fans? I'd probably question whether most of them are. Yeah. Um, but Ellis Genge is obviously he's a rugby man, so he should be uh, he should be sort of uh, especially in his position as a, a professional top player. He should be setting the example, isn't it? And and doing what is rugby and the correct moral code and all that isn't it so i mean he may he may, I, I don't know but i haven't seen that or he, you know he may well have clapped at another time rather than just when, when the, not when the camera him. was on him I yeah mean, so. I mean, not not that i need to jump to his defense but i have seen the footage um and to be fair he did look like he was deep in thought so you know maybe he just wasn't you know yeah but the, but my argument to that would be your only thought there is you're in the tunnel clapping off the opposition team aren't you that's that's all you need to think about at that stage. Go back to the change room and have your have your deep thought afterwards, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> no, but that do you know what I mean? That yeah, just, no, I that's what you I do, isn't it? Think. At the end of a game, each each team claps each other off, don't you? That's yeah, just, that's just that, what's done. But then I it? guess but, you you know, it goes then back to the World Cup when England took their second place medals off, didn't it? As well. Yeah. So yeah, no, I yeah. mean rugby values, rugby, you know, that's that's what we all kind of want to stick to but at the same time there's just no place for you know it's, no, there's not there's not but unfortunately you know these guys these guys are in the, in the limelight aren't they so there's no place for them to hide is it no, so no. that's all more reason for them to do things correctly even if it's just uh, um literally for the for the cameras isn't it and yeah. then they can do what they want when they go back to the change rooms isn't it okay fair enough Let, say what they want yeah of course absolutely all right you got that wine mate let's let's move on to the premiership um and Friday night. Sorry, I know you love Ellis again, so I don't mean to. I wasn't having a dig at him, all right? And, uh, mate, he's a, I like him too, Gara. I know, I know you weren't <laughs> having a dig at him. I know you weren't having a dig at him. Okay. <laughs> I just. Um, okay, so. He's not Joe Myler. I wouldn't have a go at him. Ever right? have a go, Joe. King, King Joe. Your man crush. Well, I don't know, mate. I've told you, Benjamin <laughs> Kayser. I've got a bit of a crush on him as well. All from... That's the French accent, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oui, mon chéri. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All front row boys as well. Moving on, yeah, moving on, moving on. Um, so, Exeter, Exeter Sale, Friday night. Sale come away with a victory, 25 to 20. Um, I think, first off, obviously, there was another red card. Jack Yendall, I thought it was a bit harsh because it looked like he tried to wrap his arm. Um, and then at the same point, matey boy that he hit didn't look like he was in the proper Jacqueline position. So I think he was a bit hard done by, um, but obviously, as, as, yeah, I agree. as we've already said, referee's decision he's off. So Exeter have forty yep. men for the majority of the game. Scored three tries. Cordero's try before this all happened was a, a pretty impressive. A fripping bloody hell, what a player! If he's anything turns out to be mm. anything like his brother, he'll be a good signing. Um, you know, but Simmons again scored another try. Um, yeah, but Exeter still a little bit off the boil. They're probably quite close to getting things right, but and I think I said I think we both said next to no I think I said did we say sale victory? We both said yeah, sale. Yeah, sale's a tough place to go to. Yeah, I just wonder what you did. You yeah. see the game at all or highlights or? I I did actually I saw a, a bit of it live um, and then sort of watched the rest on highlights. But um, yeah, it's another one of those, isn't it? You know what what would it be the same outcome? If they had 15 men for the whole game, and um, o- overall, I think regardless of the red card, I, th- I think Sale deserved it, and they they played overall the better rugby. I thought. Yeah, I um, so I don't actually know whether the, the personally, I don't think the result would have been any different. As in a Sale win, obviously score might have been different, but um, but yeah, I'm just hoping next to keep the run of form going because. We got them next week. <laughs> oh God, yeah! At the, is it at the wreck as well? It's at, at the wreck. Yeah, yeah, you boys are losing that one. Anyway, let's we'll come we'll come Probably. back to that. Oh, he's done it again. We'll come back to that one. Um, <laughs> so a game that I did get to. No, I got to watch. So I watched all of Exeter. I got to watch the second half of Bristol, Leicester, and you. Um, you know, were obviously 
predicted a Bristol win. Predicted a Tigers victory. I thought Tigers, although they obviously lost, and I appreciate that. And I think I text you saying this that that you know, although they're losing, they were playing. They were playing really well. And to be fair, they it was uh, you know, first half they got. Oh, sorry, um, Bristol got both their tries in the first half, but it wasn't till the end of the first half that they got them. And and Tigers were playing really well, despite obviously losing the two South Africans from the red cards the previous week. Um, did you see any of this game or highlights? What did you yeah. think? Um, well, you're not going to want me to say what I think. <laughs> you're not going to. You're not going to well, hear it. No, I. I I, I, I agree need to hear with you that Leicester about rugby, so crack on, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I only watch the highlights, so you can't always take the whole sort of, you know, the the sort of run of the the swing, yeah. you know, the the form up and down, the way the game's going, that sort of thing. But to me, I always thought Bristol looked, although it was a close, fairly close score, I thought it looked like they were relatively in control for the majority of the game. Um, and I know one, if not, was it both of their tries were actually forward tries, weren't they? There was certainly a mall, um, a rolling mall try was one of them, yeah, wasn't it? But, um, but um, yeah, uh, Capon or Capon, wasn't it? Yeah. He's like fourth choice or something, isn't he? But they got, they're pretty, pretty blessed with hookers down at Bristol, aren't they? But um, yeah, uh, I, I did think, uh, again, I mean, that Tigers have been you know, playing some some decent rugby, and and they did in this game. But um, I just thought Bristol just looked overall that that little bit better and more in control, and they won the game, didn't they? So <laughs> Leicester can't have played that well at the end of the day, can they? Yeah, you're right. I did want to hear that anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving no, on. I, no, I <laughs> no, I understand. I do understand what you're saying. And again, like you said, you only watched the highlights. You didn't see the whole 80 minutes like I didn't see the whole 80 minutes um, but just certainly from the second half I was watching I just thought Leicester were pressing really hard you know the second half uh, finished you know Bristol only put another three points on so it was quite a, a, a sturg- turgid turgid affair but anyway yeah I thought did they um, I'm, I'm not getting confused here I mean I looked at the team lines so they, they rested quite a few what you class as sort of first choice players, didn't they? Last well, no, I don't. No, I don't think they did. Obviously, the two South African back rows were um, suspended. I wasn't. I wasn't one hundred percent sure why. Ah, uh, oh, the scrum half from Saracens. Shit, Wigglesworth. I don't understand why he wasn't playing. And then the hmm. new Argentinian hooker, he wasn't playing. Um and what's the fly half? Oh God, Zach Henry wasn't playing the uh, the Argentinian. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Who I actually thought looked really good. Um, but they, yeah, so yes, they were. I don't know. Maybe maybe Borthwick's got a bit of a strategy. Rest a few guys. You obviously have to rest a few guys. You can't just play them week in week out. We're on a. 10 game run aren't we of yeah. premiership games so maybe he's maybe he's just thought next week's game we'll target that one and, and, and that's what kind of was it Saracens used to do that they used to target games in advance <coughs> yeah they had a bit of a stronger deeper squad though didn't they oh, than Tigers to be fair alright okay <laughs> no I'm joking mate no you yeah no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. it's just that's yeah, just no, fact no, isn't yeah, it definitely, definitely so yeah I don't know um, yeah no I, I just yeah, I mean, it, it, like you say, it, it, you, you don't know what um, sort of coaches, directors, rugby's whether they, like you say, tar- target specific games and other games they sort of look, look to rest people and think, well, you know, if we get something out of that, it's a bonus yeah. sort of thing. But I just would have thought with, you know, if, if you're going to Bristol when they're basically, A, Tigers, are, are like you say, are generally playing some, some fairly decent rugby the, the last few games. And Bristol are, are, are missing several um, sort of key players, aren't they? So you would think, well, if you're ever going to go to Ashton Gate and potentially snatch a win, then now's your time, isn't yeah. it? But um, so, so put your full strength out. But it is what it is. Uh, 
if it, if it was uh, a gamble, it hasn't no, paid off, unfortunately. No, I agree. Okay, so let, let's move on. Then. Oh, this game. Harlequins at Newcastle. I think we both said a Harlequins win. Yeah, we, we did. did. So we were wrong on that one. But what a game. It was bloody fantastic. I got to watch this one. I was just so really wanted to spend a whole, whole watch a whole Harlequins game. Um, and Newcastle were brilliant, to be fair. You know, I just scored some really good tries in the first half. Obviously, they were winning 14-7 at half-time. The game ended 25-22 to Newcastle. Again, Harlequins rested a few players. So Don Brandt was on the bench. Danny Kerr was on the bench. Liner was on the bench. Um, so, yeah. but you know, they nearly took it. But credit credit where it's due to Newcastle. Obviously, not played for quite a few weeks now. A couple of games uh, they've missed. Um, but again, just a fantastic display from Harlequins to nearly come back and, and take it at the death. It was some really good tries. Like the two tries scored by their winger that came on Green. I mean, blood was it Green? Yeah, no, he didn't come on. Sorry, he started the the young, yeah, Youngster. Hell, they were fantastic tries, weren't yeah. they? Looked yeah. pretty rapid, didn't he? I suppose he? you'd be putting him in your fantasy team next week, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, mate, no, I've not got the space. Um, yeah, I, I again, I only watched the highlights of this, but yeah, it looked like a pretty exciting game. I think um, again, you question mark selection there, isn't it? You got you got to rest guys, but certainly with the way Harlequins came back, then. Uh, if if they had started full goo, goo on uh, first choice fifteen from the start, then you know would that one have gone another way? But on the, I, I did actually think I don't know what you thought, but I thought because actually I thought Newcastle missing a couple of their guys have been a little bit off their initial season form the last few games, but they seem to be right back on it for this game, didn't they? Their performance was right back yeah, up there, yeah, wasn't definitely. it? But, you, you mean before the two games that they missed? You mean, you, you mean they're, they're, how they perform in before the two games they missed? When they when they didn't yeah. play? Right. Yes, yeah, 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 before they... Yeah, because they lost a couple, yeah, yeah, didn't they, yeah. before? Uh... Yeah, no, I'd agree. They were just... I mean, I know, obviously, it's at home <laughs> stuff, but still, it was a really assured performance by them, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think maybe Harlequins underestimated them slightly, but... I think, well... Again. I think I'm, I'm quite disappointed in myself, really, because in the game, I think through through the majority of the start of the season, I was back in Newcastle all the time, um, and I should have backed him at home. Should have backed him at home. Yeah, to be fair, though, I think I mean we we generally we are, we do our pod before you see team selections, isn't it? And you you might change your mind on a few of them. I think yeah, that's, that is true. That's probably one we would have changed us when you see the, the the Harlequin starting fifteen. You might have said actually that. That could be going Newcastle's yeah, way, isn't it? But very true. Anyway, it's all hindsight. We don't have the luxury of no, the team no, selection. We don't. Okay, so let's move on. Um, ooh, Wasps versus London Irish. Um, Did we both say Irish? I, def- I definitely said Irish. I think you might have done as well, actually. Yeah, I think I did, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I was playing, it, playing it safe. Yeah. This week. Um, a nice win for Irish, to be fair. Wasps, again, yeah, not yeah. playing great rugby. Obviously, at the Rico, lots of, again, a bit like the England games, quite a few penalties in this game. Obviously, they're missing so many so many people, whether that be through injury or, you know, international games. Um, you know, they're missing a lot of guys. Um, and it's, it's, I guess... I'll well, tell you what. I'll tell you, just, just on that, they're missing. I bet this... Um... The current uh, sort of England bubble for the Six Nations, um, keep keeping the whole squad, that's got to really annoy the likes of Wasps in particular, isn't it? But most of the clubs, I think, because you've got the likes of a Dogwoo, yeah, isn't it, who what, yeah. got selected. And he's he's not even going to get a minute of no. rugby, isn't he? It's that's just what really the old coach back at the saying, that he's been away for how long in that bubble and literally hasn't played hasn't a game. Sat on the bench. Hasn't even sat on the bench Yeah, come on. Which is which is just crazy. Yeah, so that he he could be, you know, helping wasps actually get some results or turn some results around or whatever, isn't it? The last few weeks. Yeah, but, so it's a bit bit of a weird one. Uh, you know, there's, there's there's several several other guys in that England squad who are the same who haven't featured at all, isn't it? So it's just, uh, but it is what it is. I suppose they've all signed up and agreed to it, haven't they? But um, yeah, it's just uh, 
You'd, you'd, you'd actually think from Eddie Jones, that'd be more of a reason to actually get guys involved, isn't it? Because at least you're justifying yeah. the decision to do that and keep the guys there, isn't it? And just, just, just my last point on on wasps. So you've got Jimmy Gopinth mm. on the bench, doesn't come on to the 73rd minute in a close game. I'd have thought Jimmy Gopeth, with all his experience, and he, you know, for his age, he plays some bloody lovely rugby. Why is he not starting? I'm not taking anything anything away from the Borges, but do you know what I mean? When your squad's depleted like it was, you would have thought they would have had somebody mm. with his experience in there, controlling the game, controlling the pattern, working the pattern, playing you know, playing what's in front of them. Just wonder, just wonder what your yeah. thoughts very quickly was on that. Well, yeah, I would agree overall. I mean, the only thing we don't know is um, the reasons behind it, whether he's uh, got a bit of a knock or being rested for a reason sort of thing, isn't it? But um, So I just didn't want to risk him giving him too much game time. But, I, I yeah, logically, like you say, you, you'd have him starting, wouldn't yeah. you, for crucial games and certainly bring him on earlier. But uh, well, they, I think they were, was it 10-6 10, 10, up at halftime and then... So it's ten nil in the second half to Irish, wouldn't it? Uh, so. Ten six, yeah, you're right. Yeah, ten nil. Yeah, interesting. So um, yeah, especially if you're not if you're not scoring any points in the second half, bring bring yeah. the key guy on, isn't it? Yeah. But um, well, what certainly have some work to do. Yeah, I think they're going to be certainly struggling for top yeah. four this season, but hopefully still in top six. Yeah. 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 Well, we're halfway, yeah, aren't we? Exactly halfway, halfway now. So. Um, so the next game, Gloucester, Worcester, yes, Gloucester finally picked up their win. I think we, which we we did we back, back them for that, didn't we? So that was good. Yeah, that we interesting did. Interesting one again. Three yellow cards for Gloucester. They still come out on top. It was uh, half time, five seven. Yep. That um, David, Nick, is it Nick David for Worcester scored a fantastic try. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty hot, think, wasn't it? I'm, it's again, isn't it? I think it's Gloucester gritty. Gloucester, Nuggety, Gloucester, Worcester, you know, making scoring opportunities but not finishing them off. And obviously, if there was still relegation, this would have been a, you know, a basement battle kind of kind yeah, of crucial pretty game. crucial game. So, you know, Gloucester would have come out on top. Um, are they? Does that mean they're higher than Worcester? Let's just have a look. No, they're not. No, they're so. joint with Worcester. But I think they might be lower because Worcester got bonus points, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, fair play to Gloucester. Nice to get the monkey off your back and get the second win of the season. Um, but, it, you know, really interesting, nuggety kind of game from them. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually thought it was pretty decent rugby in spells by both teams. I thought Worcester looked pretty... Well, they are a good side, aren't they? But they played they played some bloody good rugby, and they had literally had Gloucester on the on the back heels quite a lot, yeah. Um, so uh, I think it could quite easily have gone either way that game. But Gloucester just, yeah, it's nice. It's just nice to see them get a win, isn't it? Because uh, they had a pretty torrid season yeah, so far. I think it's probably good for Skibbenton as well, isn't it? It just kind of, it kind of gives you Definitely, that kind of yeah. feeling that you're you're moving in the right direction, as it were. So. Yeah, we come so close to winning yeah. games and just not quite yeah. getting it over and over. It's, and that, uh... I know how that feels. <laughs> no, you didn't get the joke. No, don't worry. Moving on. Joke. I'll come back to it in a minute. Um, so, yeah, Sunday Sunday game. You don't come closer, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so Sunday game, Northampton-Bath. And I, I got to watch this one. And when uh, Northampton were kind of just tries in the in the first half in the first few minutes I thought oh poor old Bath here we go again um, but a spirited display I have to say led by Zach Mercer with his two tries obviously Priestland kicking his goals and, and what is it the most consecutive um, penalties conversions yeah. etc in a row at like 30 something yep fair play yep. to Bath mate they came back credit where it's due I think I text you saying that although you obviously got abusive towards me uh, I could say, <laughs> you know, I think you said have that one, you twat, or something along those lines, wasn't it? Um, I know, that's not, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> I think it does. Um, <laughs> no, credit where it's due, mate. They play some good rugby. They they really did, I thought. Um, it's just, but... Yeah, I, I, 
just, just, just that's just a fantastic result, isn't it? That just um, with everything that's gone on so far this season, to, to you know, looking at that one, I obviously bat bath, but you know, you're thinking, Christ, that's a tough one because Northampton have been in some seriously yeah. good form the last few weeks, haven't they? And picked up well, some cracking yeah. wins. Um, you know, win exactly, yeah, it's exactly. To go. And 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 they're probably one of the sides that's least affected by um, both internationals and injuries at the moment. They're sort of as full strength as. As you can be barring a few, yeah, isn't it? But um, Dan Big and that's it. And Courtney, Laws, Courtney Laws and Mitchell, the Mitchell, the scrum half, isn't it? But the the young lad that played, uh, I forget his name for a second. He, he played bloody well, didn't he? Yeah, but he um, yeah, I just yeah, I I totally agree. When the first two three tries went in, in literally within like the first thirty thirty five minutes, it's it's just looking like oh my god. Switch it off again. It's embarrassing, but um, yeah, what? Just, just a fantastic, like you say, spirited. It was a, a great, and that's really good to see that there is a bit of heart there, isn't it? A yeah. bit of fight, and um, you know, the boys really playing for each other and for the club and for for the fans, isn't yeah. it? As a real, the fans that aren't there, but yeah, a hell of a comeback, mate. So, um, pretty, pretty chuffed with and that. I thought she sure. looked quite good at fifteen. A kind of a second playmaker on the field of Priestland. I thought they worked quite well together. Shame that old Bayliss. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's tough on that, isn't it? Because um, you know everyone calling for Schumann to get 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 him in at ten straight away. But actually, Priestland's playing not just with his kicking, but he's actually playing some of the best rugby he's played in probably in his time at Bath and and for several years for himself, mm. isn't it? He's he's on really good form, isn't yeah, he? Definitely. So it's a you can't really drop him in in the form no, he's in. I don't yeah, think, but. Um, I thought he played really well. And like you say, Zach, Zach Mercer, it's lovely to see. He's obviously already agreed to be leaving and he's uh, he's putting 110% oh, in for massive, the club still, isn't he? Which massive. is great. Fair play to the lad. It was, yeah, really good performance. And I think we, you know, obviously I tip Northampton and, and fair play. Tipping your boys, they have a tendency to do that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But that, like, like I said, on the on the previous one, they went away and, and beat Sale two games ago, and then Gloucester at home. And I said, "That's you know, to, that's sort of traditionally likely of our guys as you go away and have a cracking win against one of the top sides, and then you lose your local derby to one who are, who are currently a lower yeah. side, isn't it, at home? But um, fortunately, they just just scraped that one as well. So three wins on the trot, mate. Can't can't no, complain can't, with mate. that. Absolutely. Um, but you're still lower than Leicester in the table. So hey ho, never mind. Equal, man. Uh, oh, yeah, we are literally exactly equal. Played 11, won five, lost six, 24 points each. So, all right, fair enough. I'll give you that one. How wasps are ahead <laughs> of us both? I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's just let's just kind of start to wrap things up a bit with, obviously, the Fantasy League. Uh, and I can't gloat too much because I did only do it by <laughs> four points, six points. Two, was it? Two or four? Yeah, yeah it wasn't any, mate. But a, win, a win's a, a win. win. A win's a win. No, it was literally two points come the end. Yeah. So you are still a good, probably 300 points ahead of me. Um, I think. I'm just having yeah, a look. You're mate, on but, um, four, four, seven, five, eight, and I'm on four, three, seven, four. My maths can't go that quick. You still hear me? I can, can you still hear me? I can hear you, don't worry. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's closer to 400, isn't it, in front? But, yeah, you were... Oh, two points. You got a two-point win over so me this week. two rounds to me and 11 to you? No, on, 10... No, nine to you. Nine. Nine. Yeah. See, my math isn't very good. But, uh, it's not, is it, mate? It's, no. it's late, though, isn't it, to be It's way past, past my bedtime. bedtime. <laughs> way past my bedtime, mate. But, yeah, this well is... done, mate. You got, you got a win. I bet you're pleased for my minus 20 points this week. But kick it off. Mate, that's that. That's part and parcel. I had minus sixty. That's the game, isn't it? That's the game. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that either. I didn't need to do that when I just thought, well, no, I'm so far in front, why not? If you hadn't <laughs> have done it, you'd have only you'd have won by eighteen points, wouldn't you? I would have won by yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, lessons learned. But there we lessons go. Learned. Okay, buddy. Well, I think that's it. Unless there's anything back else. to back to normal next week on that. I think. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Tides have changed, mate. I think it's time for... You're doing, predi you're doing predictions. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Predictions for next week. 
Hang on. And then you can wrap it yes, up. Yes, I will. Thanks. Um, Sorry, as long as one of us on the ball. You really should be in yeah, bed. I should, mate. I should. Um, so, Friday night, there's two games Friday night. Leicester at, at Wilford Road. London Irish against Leicester. Mm. I'm going to say Leicester. If it was at London yeah. Irish, I'd probably say London Irish. No, I wouldn't. I'd always say Leicester, but it'll be tough. <laughs> it'll be a tough game. Yeah, I think. I'm going to agree with you. I think. I think that could go either way. It's going to be. A, it is going to be a tough one. But yeah, I bet Leicester do it at home. Hopefully, they'll they'll probably change a few on the selections. Yeah, bring a few more back in from last week, isn't it? Rigglesworth and etc. Mm. Although I did think that Van Paul 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 Bate. Port Bay, he played really well. Just as a side note, against Bristol, he looked. Yeah, he looked. He, he looked decent. Cracking, cracking potential, isn't it? But you can't, especially at nine. You, there's yeah. no sort of um, substitute for experience, no, is there? So. No. Okay, so we're both going for a Tigers win. Yeah. Okay, and the second game is Sale uh, Newcastle away at Sale. I'm going Sale. I'm going Newcastle. Ooh. Yeah. Back on he's back on to back yeah, in Newcastle. I am. I am. Uh oh Saturday, Bath Exeter at the wreck. Bath obviously. Five points. I'm gonna say Bath. Really? Genuinely, yeah. I'm not gonna say Bath five points, that's ridiculous, but I'm gonna say <laughs> Bath a Bath narrow win. I don't think I don't think Exeter are playing well. I really don't. And they'll be on their third choice hooker because Yendel will be banned. Oh, hang on. With the, I suppose Gray and the Scottish boys might be back, mightn't they? Uh, yeah, they will actually. Probably, won't they? Hoggy and Johnny Gray. Yeah, I'm still going to say Bath. Bath get Falatau back and a Bayliss is injured, isn't he? You've probably seen that. Uh, Bath will absolutely get humped. Um, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. I think it's going to be close, and could 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 be actually a really good game, a real good contest, massive battle in the forwards and all that. But um, I'm yeah, I'm obviously going to back Bath. Yeah, and I, I'm going to Bath win. I'm going to back Bath win, but not with the five points. This is crazy. Um, yeah, it won't be five points, <laughs> but I'll, I'll take a one a one literally a one, one point, point win. win. <laughs> um, okay, the next game Gloucester Gloucester at Wasps. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go Gloucester on that, mate. Yeah, I'm going Gloucester on that. I don't think Wasp are playing well at all. Uh, no, and Gloucester, Gloucester will be buoyed by that win yeah. last week, won't they, yeah. see? Um, yeah, I'm going Gloucester as well. Yeah. Final game on the Saturday, then Bristol versus Worcester. Bristol. Could be close. Could be quite close, but yeah, I'm... Gonna gonna back Bristol. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll just have a little bit too much power and finesse for Worcester. Although Worcester do play good rugby and they are at home. No. Yeah, Bristol will have probably have Sheedy back and yeah. no, I'm gonna go Bristol. Just he, I thought he just did you think I thought he again changed the tempo of the game for Wales when he came on. I thought he had an outstanding game off the bench again. Yeah, but... he's 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 a good good player. Really good player. He's useful, isn't he? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if he goes back to Wales. Why is there is there rumours of that? Well, no, no, because he won't have enough caps, will he? When his contract runs out, he'll have to get, will he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm. Or, or or stay and fight it. Wales change the change well, the uh, yeah. the rulings or whatever. So we're going to go Bristol. Let's be fair. Half of the, half of their side would do that. Create a sort of from the prem, aren't yeah. they? All developed in the Premiership. Anyway, that's a different that's a different yeah. topic altogether. Isn't so it? the Sun Bristol Bristol, Bristol. Sunday's game: Harlequins, Northampton at Quins, Quins. Yeah, assuming they go back to full strength starting lineup, then yeah, I, I would say Quins as well. Yeah, full strength lineup at um, the Stoop. Northampton have got a loss. Mm. Obviously, Quinns have got a loss. Quinns, yeah, no, Quinns, definitely. Yeah, I think I think that's just sort of morale, morale wise. Um, 
Saints Saints's loss is going to sting more than Quinn's, isn't it? Because a they were at home, um, and B Quinn's were <laughs> what? Nothing. They were playing Bath. <laughs> well, they were playing one of the lower yeah, exa- yeah. sides at the yeah, time, weren't they? And, but but Quinn, Quinn's were away, and um, you know didn't bring on their their key guys until well into the second half, did they? So. Uh, you know, that's that's like just morale-wise, Quinn should have the upper hand, I would have thought. I would have thought so too. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Quinn's, Quinn's for the win. Mm. All right, then. Done. Wrap it up. Lovely. Well, thanks a lot, mate, for... Get to coming. bed. Get to bed. I will do. I will do. Don't forget, I'm already here. <laughs> it's probably why I'm feeling tired. Um, all right, mate. Well, listen, thanks again for, for dropping in and, and sharing your rugby knowledge and wisdom. Um, Thank you, no mate. Worries. Thank you for yours. So, Always enlightening. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll we'll see you again next week. All right, All right mate. mate. Thanks, buddy. I'll... Night, night, night. Have and a good we'll sleep. Be, mate, you too. Take care, buddy. And I'll see you soon. Enjoy the rest of that wine and chocolate. Cheers, mate. So that was episode 22 of the Top 2 Inches Rugby Podcast. Thank you for listening, downloading um, and continuing to support the show. Also, a big thank you to iSpy Surveys for once again sponsoring um, this episode of the podcast. Uh, as ever, we are on all kind of um, platforms such as Apple Podcast. Spotify, YouTube, and Anchor. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Top2InchesRP. So go along there, follow us on there, ask questions, um, you know, just get involved. Get involved with the podcast. We're here. We like, we want to get more followers. We want people to be listening, giving up their opinions and viewpoints, what we can do better, what we do well already, all those kind of good things. So, yeah, thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next week.